revolutionary talk for revolutionary times. Promoting peace, liberty, and prosperity around the clock. LibertyTalk.fm. Welcome to Medicine on Call with All About Living and the Solutions. Today I have an important guest on, a special guest, who I learned about by listening to one of his interviews uh, about nutrition, and in particular it was about calcium, which opened my eyes to how important what we put in our bodies is to our health. We do a lot of, at least from a physician standpoint, writing a lot of prescriptions, but I'm not a big fan of that because I don't believe they actually help fix the problem, and in some cases I think it exacerbates the problem. So I wanted to have a, a colleague on who is a naturopathic physician who understands nutrition, who spent his career really understanding and being able to expand on that. So education. Um, this is Dr. Peter J. Glidden. He's a graduate of Williams College. He's certified um, in many things, including uh, yoga, and he trains people to actually learn how to take care of themselves. He's a member of the American Association of Naturopathic Physicians and the Massachusetts Society of Naturopathic Physicians. This is somebody who's been on the front line for quite a while. So, Dr. Glidden, I wanted to thank you so much for coming on because I think we're the show is not just about the politics of medicine. It's how we take our power back as patients and physicians, and I'm really looking forward to our conversation well, thanks so much for having me. And those two things are intimately wrapped up inside of each other, you know, and most people are just not aware. I mean, let's be honest, Dr. George. I mean, most people don't even know how to pronounce nature, nature, naturopathy, mm-hmm. let alone know what it is, right? And, exactly. And it's kind of a big deal. So just to kind of let the listening audience in, give them a little inside information. So to become a licensed naturopathic doctor in the United States, it's full-blown primary care medical education. It requires four years of pre-med, then four years of naturopathic medical school at a fully accredited by the United States Department of Education, naturopathic medical school, of which there are currently five in North America. Then you have to graduate. Then you have to uh, complete about a 1,000 hours of clinical supervision. That's included in the four-year education. Then you have to do uh, past national boards, past state boards, get a license to practice naturopathic medicine and do 25 hours of continuing education credit every year. It's full-blown primary care medicine Mm -hmm. with an emphasis on uh, developing and delivering therapeutics which support and promote the body's built-in God-given ability to fix itself. And interestingly enough, in probably, I think, 17 states right now, we're also allowed to prescribe drugs. And, you know, it's not the drug, it's how it's used is thank God for insulin, thank God for lidocaine, Mm -hmm. general anesthesia and the sterile technique, right? But naturopathic medicine is all about the development and the delivery of treatments that support and promote the body's built-in and God-given ability to fix itself. And it's it's an awesomely, remarkably effective profession. Oh, I can imagine in my... Unlike a lot of my colleagues, I think you must have just a sense of, uh, you know, feeling like you've 
made a difference in someone's life, not just manage something, but actually help correct and prevent disease. Is that how you feel well, today? Yeah, it's very rewarding. You know, it's it's very rewarding because most of the people that end up in, in my office and my colleagues' offices are people, again, just, this is just because of a lack of education. Nobody really even knows that we exist, right? We're only licensed in 22 states right now, which is we could talk about the politics of that if we wanted to. But, yeah, you know, most people who end up in the, the office of a licensed naturopathic doctor are kind of at the end of their rope, and they've done everything else and it didn't work and, you know, they're getting worse and they need another blood pressure med and then another blood pressure med and they're just getting worse. Mm -hmm. And so we're often, um, myself and my colleagues, are the last resort. But even in extreme situations like that, more often than not, we get results. And, and honest to God, this is the best kept secret in, in the 21st century medical arena. I I'd have to agree with you. I'm one of those um, patients where my, my family member is one of those patients. We tried everything from my mom had uh, a, a brain tumor. It was metastatic. And we tried everything from the natural or the standard of care, chemotherapy, et cetera. And, you know, she got cured essentially from the disease, but she still wasn't quite my mom. And it turned out that it was nutritionally based. You know, she was... You know, depressed, a lot of anxiety, her personality change. Obviously, if you do a brain biopsy, things change. But we found that when you really repleted the everything from a nutritional standpoint, vitamins, minerals, etc., it was amazing the bounce back that never happened when she was taking the anti-depression medications. It was incredible, and that's what opened my eyes. And I think I'm not yeah. alone. There's a lot of doctors who, in allopathic tract, who they don't learn about what, what you guys do from the beginning until it happens to them, and then they become believers. Um, so, I mean, it's, it's, it's an amazing thing when you get out of the way and let the body heal itself. And let's talk a little bit about the politics, actually. I'm, well, I don't yeah. think I'm alone anymore in knowing how the power of what you put in your mouth matters. But how much – I mean, for 22 states, that's a huge thing, I think. There must have been a lot of pushback just to get to the point that you're at. Well, yeah, and this underlines something, a bigger phenomenon that people have completely forgotten about because it happened 112 years ago, right? So mm -hmm. 112 years ago, the American Medical Association was given uh, the right by Congress to say who could and who couldn't practice medicine in the United States. It was a hostile takeover of the development and the delivery of medicine, and it was financed by the Carnegies and the Rockefellers. And they did it under the pretext of, you know, having better medical education and standards of medical education so there weren't, you know, diploma mills, mm -hmm. you, know, um, you know, churning out doctors who didn't really know any better. But really what they wanted to do was give the, the allopathic medical doctors who practice pharmaceutical centrist medicine and surgery centrist medicine. They want to give them the upper hand because the Carnegie's and the Rockefeller's own drug companies. And, you know, there's nothing wrong with, with making money, but the medical marketplace became monopolized in 1912 and everybody else was kicked off of the bus of medicine and labeled as a quack. 
So the chiropractors, the naturopaths, the homeopaths, the herbalists, the midwives, everybody else was kicked off of the bus of medicine, and they were kept off of the bus of medicine by the massive amounts of money and political persuasion that the pharmaceutical industry brings to the table. The pharmaceutical industry has the biggest lobby in Washington, D.C. Mm -hmm. Pharmaceutical industry is so big they owned their own concentration camp in World War II Germany. And most people have no idea of the overarching of power and control that Big Pharma exerts upon the development and the delivery of medicine. And once again, it's not about the drug. I mean, again, thank God for insulin. Thank God for, you know, lidocaine. It's not the drug, it's how it's used. But since 1912, we have not had a free medical market. And it's been such a complete takeover of the medical marketplace, such a complete monopolization that most people are completely unaware that it even exists, right? Most people look around and they say, wow, son of a gun. The only medicine practiced in my hospital is MD medicine. The only medicine my insurance pays for is MD medicine. The only medicine they do research on at my university is MD medicine. The only medicine they make TV shows about is MD medicine. Therefore, the MDs must be better at what they do than everybody else. And that's not true. The MDs are way better at surgery, trauma care, than anybody else, and that's the wheelhouse of the MD, and and you folks should be applauded for that, right? Mm -hmm. But for everything else, I mean, let's be honest, conventional medicine, allopathic medicine, by the way, it might surprise your listening audience to understand that medical doctors don't practice medicine right? Nobody practices medicine. Medicine is a big umbrella under which there hang many different disciplines. MDs are trained in allopathic medicine. I'm trained in naturopathic medicine. There's chiropractic and osteopathic and many different types of medicine, and they all have different skill sets. But the medical marketplace since 1912 has been completely monopolized and dominated and controlled by MD-directed allopathic medicine to the exclusion of everything else. And inside of that paradigm, while allopathic medicine with the pharmaceutical industry behind it has been in exclusive control over the development and the delivery of medicine, the leading cause of death in the United States is MD-directed medical therapeutics, the leading cause of bankruptcy, MD-directed medical therapeutics. And while this situation has been going on, chronic disease is getting worse. Alzheimer's is out of control. Autism is out of control. Heart disease rates remain unchanged, even after $50 billion of statin drugs a year. Mm -hmm. It's a train wreck. And, you know, it's not because we don't have enough co-pays and it's not because the financial, you know, the uh, it's not a business decision here. And although that's at play and that's a really big deal, it's because allopathic medicine is most awesomely, spectacularly fantastic for surgery and trauma care. But it is a dismal failure for everything else. But because it's in the monopoly, because it's in the driver's seat and it's not going anywhere, um, the situation persists and it's a gigantic problem, right? And, you know, it, I mean, it begs the question, if, if, if this is all about science, which it is supposed to be all about, does the fact that I can practice medicine in the great state of Minnesota but not practice naturopathic medicine in Illinois, does that mean that the laws of nature or science change when you cross <laughs> the state line, right? <laughs> no. 
No, it's a completely political conversation. And the only thing that keeps it in place is the gigantic money of the pharmaceutical industry. And, you know, when I graduated, I think there were, in 1991, uh, from Naturopathic Medical School, I think there were five states in the United States that licensed and regulated it, and people kind of talked in hushed tones about naturopathy, right? Mm -hmm. It was the red-headed stepchild nobody wanted to really acknowledge. But now we're licensed in 22 states, and so that means 28 to go. Um, so we're making strides, and that's why I'm happy to come on shows like this to just educate the general public because, honestly, you know, my people are destroyed by lack of knowledge. As with everything, on that, on that note, let's take our first break. You're listening to Medicine on Call. This is Dr. George from Medicine on Call. Each week I speak about our healthcare system and the problems with it. One of the main problems is the doctor-patient relationship. I've found that patients really crave time, the time to ask their doctor questions, and physicians crave the time to answer those questions in a thorough manner. Towards that end, Peachtree Ear, Nose, and Throat Center is pleased to announce a new video telemedicine service. We now offer consultation for second opinions and for people who'd like to learn more and ask questions about how to navigate the healthcare system in a cost-effective and efficient manner. Go to peachtreeentcenter.video-visits.com to learn more. You can catch the show on iTunes, Stitcher, and Spotify, and a host of other multimedia platforms. Subscribe and share it with your friends. Welcome back to Medicine on Call. We're speaking with Dr. Peter Glidden, a naturopathic physician and a member of the Naturopathic Medicine Institute. And before the break, I think, Dr. Glidden, you were breaking it down, uh, really giving us an honest assessment of how we got into this position. I happen to be a surgeon, so I, I agree with you. I think that's why I chose surgery, because I actually wanted to be definitive in my care, you know, either... You cut, take out an infection, you remove a tumor, it's a very clear cut. But the medical right. side has become extremely gray. And this whole evidence-based medicine mantra is completely self-serving. I've done shows about this, and this has been something I've been had a pet peeve about, that the people who are writing these or, or underwriting these, uh, these the data that people use for evidence-based medicine are the big pharma industry. So... When you're a hammer, everything's a nail, and I've noticed they've expanded what can, what's considered to be a disease over the years. When I was in medical school, 120 over 80 was normal blood pressure. Now that's prehypertensive, and obesity right. was 35 that's and up, right. and now you're obese when you're basically, you know, it doesn't even, exactly. It doesn't <laughs> even take in consideration body type. So if you're muscular, yeah, you might have a little bit of higher body, you know, BMI, but you're not obese. But anything to put a drug in your mouth and have you take something every day is, I think, that's their goal. And I want well, to oh, go ahead. Yeah, it's good to be the king, right? It's it good is. good to be the king. When you're the king, you can do whatever you want. And in an unlicensed and unregulated uh, profession, 
you know, the sky's the limit, and, and, and this is the problem, and this is why. I, you know, I don't know how much longer this situation is going to be in place because ultimately the truth will out, mm-hmm. right, as more and more people get access to more and more doctors like myself and different types of medical thought. They're just going to gravitate that way because in a free market, that's what happens. You mm-hmm. gravitate towards what works. And, you know, so it, it, I don't know that this is going to happen in our lifetime. But you're absolutely positively correct. It's it's corrupt from top to the bottom. I mean, the, the one of the, the, the uh, uh, editors of the New England Journal of Medicine, this was about six years ago, I think, when they retired, they said the medical journals have basically devolved into information laundering mechanisms for the pharmaceutical industry. And they're too big to fail and they're too big to jail and it's a big problem. But, you know, more specifically, there's there's also a little another little underlying situation that most people are unaware of. Years ago, uh, you know, through the uh help of the pharmaceutical lobby there was a law passed that says that the only thing that can treat a disease is a drug. So let's say that I discovered that buttercups cured lung cancer, right? Mm-hmm. The Food and Drug Administration would make the buttercup medicine a patentable pharmaceutical and so that you couldn't just go out into your backyard and grow it and use the buttercups. It would then become a drug. And that's a problem. It's a gigantic problem, and that's the. I think that's the first thing that I would like to see go. I think President Trump needs to elect or uh, uh, invent a, a federal department of holistic medicine, and they need to put doctors like myself in charge of it, and they need to take that outside of the purview of the Food and Drug Administration. And you know, it's just it's nonsense. Mm-hmm. Quite frankly, that the only thing that can treat a disease is a drug, which is why if you go into a health food store and you're looking for nutritional supplements, you know, you're going to see something that says bone and joint health, mm-hmm. not arthritis Rx, right? Mm-hmm. Because we have to language it like that because of this ridiculous law and this law is in place because of the monopoly. It's not because of science. It's not because it's good for humanity. It's not because it's good for the sick and suffering. It's exists only to serve the interests of big pharma and it's a giant problem and you know which is again why education is really 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 important here because i don't know that any of this is going to be legislated in our lifetimes but there's a lot there's a lot that your listening audience can do right now right to stimulate their body's ability to fix itself and it's uh, i feel encouraged although it it always has been an uphill struggle i think now the pendulum is swinging like as you described i'm seeing patients who come into my office now and they don't want to take a medication they're there specifically because i have a holistic side to my practice and they want to figure right. out how to fix the problem how to get off a medication they don't want to do it daily and that goes from right. everything from an antibiotic to an allergy medicine. So I think the, the the public is really getting savvy, but there's a lot of garbage out there too. So how do you navigate Well, that's that? why I couldn't, you know, you're like now you're preaching to the choir, right? So it's, I could not agree with you more. And that's the, the, the benefit and the problem with the internet, because anybody can get on the internet and say anything about anything. Mm-hmm. And it's really a problem. So that's, where my profession comes in because my 
profession, members of my profession, we are trained to be the gatekeepers of science-based, clinically verified holistic medicine. I mean, that's the entire reason that naturopathic medicine exists, to prove with the scientific method that this particular vitamin, this particular herb, this particular mineral supplement, this particular dietary discipline is, in fact, effective. And it's not that difficult to prove. It's just an extremely underfunded industry. So, you know, that's my job. And that's the job of my colleagues is to navigate these waters and help people to figure out exactly what does work the best. Well, you know, that puts a whole nother spin on it because when you think about it, it's almost so before you, before people knew about what naturopathic doctors did, it's a wild west. So you're really at the mercy of whomever is making the product and Moreover, the, the drug companies are the biggest player because I've seen these studies come out. I'm sure you've seen them too. Where they tell you how bad vitamin D is for you. And right. they're underwriting the study or they're using a minuscule amount of vitamin D or something's up with what their method is to make them get an answer that vitamins are useless. And yeah, it's an a priori, priori bias that's built into it. And they're not doing research to help figure out how to help people. Mm -hmm. They're doing research to keep the lion's share of the market, right? It's, it's just PR. Interest. Yeah. It's PR. And, you know, the same, the same thing to a lesser extent exists in holistic medicine right now, but, you know, not really like professional holistic medicine that myself and my colleagues do, but in the, in the wild west of the vitamin marketplace, mm -hmm. right? And every month there's a new cure for something, right? Mm-hmm. Every month, it's the, you know, the flavor of the month. Oh, you know, this emu oil from Australia is going to cure everything. And, well, you know, I don't think so. And so you're right that it is a problem. But, again, you know, my profession to the rescue, and, and that's really why we exist, is to help people navigate um, this terrain and navigate it successfully. Well, let's take our second break because when we come back, I want to get into more grit, more detail about what it is you think that people really as a baseline have to supplement with and how can they can be using going to a naturopathic doctor, obviously, but also if they can't get to one right away, how they can navigate the market that exists right now. So let's take our second break. You're listening to Medicine on Call. You're listening to Medicine on Call, where healthcare, business, and current events connect. What's up, everybody? Bubba here. It's finally here. The long-awaited Bubba Report, bringing you news from all the trading floors across the globe. We've got Scott Chalady, the cow guy, as seen on CNBC, Fox, and Bloomberg. We've got Keith Bliss, CNBC, Fox, and a floor trader at the New York Stock Exchange. We've got The Badger, who writes the hot topics in the political news. We've got myself putting together my own unique indexes that will help you give you a better idea of what's going on in the market. All you need to do to get a hold of the Bubba Report is go to thebubbashow.org and sign up for the newsletter, or you can email me direct 
at Bubba at thebubbashow.org. We want you to have this report because we've got over 150 years of experience talking about markets, getting ready for the trading, and puts you in the best position to have successful. So email me at Bubba at thebubbashow.org to get a copy of your report or go right to the website, thebubbashow.org. Make sure you get it. It's a must-have for every investor and trader. The Bubba Report. Welcome back to Medicine on Call. We're speaking with Dr. Peter Gordon. And before the break, we were talking about the fact that there is a lot of miscommunication by, I think it's by design, to confuse people, to get to do research that automatically will have a negative result. And they can say, see, I told you so. You need to have a, a prescription medication. But I'm a big fan of making sure that I'm, I have all my building blocks in place. And I know that there are minerals that we need. There are vitamins that we have to have to make our system do what it was designed to do, which is to be self-healing. So get in, if you can, get into the meat of what is it that we need to supplement with? What are the most important supplements that we have to have in order to stay on the right side of healthy? All right. So a colleague of mine, Dr. Joel Wallach, who arguably is the most researched and published naturopathic doctor in the 21st century, might even be one of the most published doctors in either camp in the 21st century, was in charge of a $25 million research, 10-year research uh, project that went from the mid-70s to the mid-80s. And the, re the results of that research were in the Smithsonian Institution now. It's considered a national treasure. And Wallach's research uncovered the this very fundamentally important fact that very few people are aware of, and more is the pity. There are 90 essential nutrients that the human body needs in order to function optimally. Now, a nutrient is considered essential if the body needs it, but it can not make it. For instance, the body needs cholesterol, but it can make cholesterol, so it's not considered essential. It's very important, but it's not essential. There are 60 minerals, things like calcium and sulfur and zinc and phosphorus, 60 minerals. 16 vitamins, right, vitamin A, vitamin B, vitamin C, mm -hmm. 12 amino acids, and two fatty acids, essential fatty acids that are considered essential. And the body needs all 90 of these things input. You know, we need to swallow this stuff. It needs to get go down the hatch on a regular basis. Now, the fundamental cultural myth, which I am of the opinion is responsible for more death and suffering than all world wars put together, is this ridiculous notion that you can get everything that your body needs to function just from eating properly. You can't do it. It's impossible. You could own 100 acres of the most organic land on planet Earth. You could only eat the stuff that you grow, and you would still be nutritionally deficient. And this is because of the lion's share of your essential nutrient needs are minerals, right? And plants can't make minerals. Animals can't make minerals. If a plant could make a mineral, we could bioengineer lettuce to make gold and platinum and silver, and we'd all be rich, right? Mm -hmm. the, the only way that minerals get into the food supply, get into the human body, is if they are in the soil in which the food is growing. Now, remember, there's 60 minerals that we need. And so far, we haven't found any place on God's green earth where all 60 minerals exist in the topsoil. Some of them are there, but not all of them. And to make matters worse, when farmers spray their crops with herbicides and pesticides, the herbicides leach down into the soil 
and they kill bacteria which are living in the soil, which help the plant absorb minerals. <laughs> so wow. as time has gone by, the food that we are eating uh, is minerally deficient. And, you know, this is not just, I mean, this is, it's the, the uh, uh, United States Department of Agriculture agrees with me. They've got all kinds of statistics and studies that show this, that the amount of minerals that are in the soil and that are in the food have decreased dramatically, not just a little bit, but dramatically in the last 60 years. Now, I and a handful of my colleagues are of the opinion that these nutrient deficiencies are, are directly related, not indirectly, directly related to the genesis of most chronic disease. There are over 250, I think, maybe 270, I, I can't remember, diseases which are directly related to not enough calcium, over 200. <laughs> Type 2 diabetes, not enough vanadium, not enough chromium, you know, the list goes on and on. So, and, and you, you would probably believe it, Dr. George, but most people in your listening audience would, I think, would be hard-pressed to believe the things that I've seen people recover from. Mm -hmm. I mean, this, this is not a panacea cure-all for all human ills. It is not that, but it is the next best thing that medical science has to offer. Your body has a built-in, God-given ability to fix itself. Your body wants to fix itself. Your body's trying to fix itself. Your, but your body needs raw materials to do that, right? If it doesn't have what it needs to fix itself, something's going to break. And then you go to the only show in town, which is allopathic medicine, and the medical doctor gives you a drug the intention of which is to manage the symptom, not to fix the problem, to manage the symptom. So what happens? You get worse. Now, interestingly, when your body metabolizes pharmaceutical, the pharmaceutical's method of action in the body is through the raw materials. So, you know, your body, you know, the drug produces a metabolic action which burns through your nutrient reserves. So the longer that you're on the drug, the less nutrients you have in your body, which means the drug can't work as good, and so you need a, to increase the dose or a second or a third drug. And that now you think the people that make the pharmaceuticals don't know that? They're some of the smartest people in the world. Mm -hmm. They know that. They know that if you put vitamins or minerals in with the drug that you'd need less of it, and then you might not even need any of it. But they're not going to do that because that's not their business model. Their business model is to sell more, not sell less. So this is kind of a big deal that – Nutrient deficiencies are rampant across the board. If you are breathing, you are nutritionally deficient unless you are supplementing with the right stuff in the right amounts, and therein lies the problem. Well, is there a supplement that you'd recommend that would be able – because, I mean, that's a lot. If you were to try to separate this into different – buy them individually, that would be a, an undertaking, to put it mildly. So is there something yeah. that you would recommend? That would well, be so full, yes, yes, unequivocally. But in, in full disclosure here, right, um, the companies that I'm about to recommend, I am not affiliated with. I don't make any money from. I'm not a corporate employee. I don't own stock. I don't have any financial ties to them whatsoever. And I'm a big cheerleader of them because of the things that I've seen their nutritional supplements do. I mean, I've been doing this for 30 years. I mean, this is my wheelhouse. I'm I'm aware of nutritional supplement companies that the lay, pe lay people don't have any access to. You can only get that stuff if you're a doctor. Mm -hmm. Nutraceutical stuff, right? I used to work for one of those nutritional supplement companies years and years ago. So I've been around the block, vitamin supplements, nutritional supplements, and the company that I promote, which I've seen work the best, the stuff that I've seen work the best is Youngevity, Y-O-U-N-G-E-V-I-T-Y. They're a, a publicly traded company out of San Diego, uh, they were 
founded by the guy that did the $25 million research project, my mentor, Dr. Joel Wallach. And they have a combination product. They're like foundation, you know, get your 90 essential nutrient medical nutrition product is called the Healthy Body Start Pack. So my advice, get one Healthy Body Start Pack and one bottle of plant-derived minerals. One Healthy Body Start Pack and one bottle of plant-derived minerals. Um, Take it every day for a couple of months and look to see how you feel and because and honestly dr george in in such a hostile political climate and it is hostile mm-hmm. against you know alternative quote unquote you know methodologies the only reason that my profession continues to exist or, or and grows and you know is is expanding is because it works so i don't really care if if the listening audience believes me but i would like them to trust me enough to give it a try run it up the flagpole and see how you feel because there's nothing like, you know, personal experience. I agree with that, absolutely. And full disclosure for me, I actually found um, the tangy tangerine. That's one of Dr. Wallach's um, formulations for the vitamins, and I take that every day. And that's my method of of trying to stay one step ahead of this. Um, Let's take our our last break and come back and and expand on some of the other – Big players like calcium, for example, which totally shocked me when I realized I was totally under-supplementing myself. On that note, let's take our third break. You're listening to Medicine on Call. You're listening to Medicine on Call, where healthcare, business, and current events connect. Welcome back to Medicine on Call, speaking with Dr. Glidden, who is he's a man of many talents. He's an author. He's a radio talk show host. I think people need to go to his website, glidden.healthcare, and it's a wealth of information. Not only does it talk about um, books that he's written, but it, there's testimonials. There's a lot of information, and I love where you're coming from. You're not afraid to speak truth to power, which I really love, and it's about helping patients, and there's many ways to do it. But I think this is the foundation. Nothing that we try is really going to work unless somebody has all the building blocks to make sure that the body is in a position to heal themselves. Is that a reasonable way to think about it? That's the only way to think about it because that's the truth of the matter. You know, the, the, the first thing to consider if you're suffering with an illness is not that you have a bad gene, not that you're getting older, and it's not that you have a voodoo curse. It's because... <laughs> Your body probably ran out of something that it needed to keep that part of your body healthy, and then it started to break. I mean, if, you're, if your automobile, you have a pinhole leak in your oil pan and your automobile's leaking oil, it's only a matter of time until the engine seizes, and there's nothing wrong with the engine. The welds are good, the pistons are good, the spark plugs are good, everything's good, but you ran out of oil. Well, guess what? You run out of calcium, something's going to break. You run out of vitamin B like baby, something's going to break. You run out of selenium, something's going to break. It's only a matter of time. Mm -hmm. So we must give the body its due. I mean, for goodness sakes, we doubled life expectancy in this country um, in the late 1800s, early 1900s by teaching people to um, how not not to pee upstream and drink downstream, right, (laughs) with public sanitation. And... Um, subsidizing farmers so they could make food so that everybody had food to eat. We doubled life expectancy. It wasn't with doctors. It wasn't with antibiotics. It wasn't with more 
physicians and more hospitals. It was with those two simple things. And I'm here to tell you that if you're suffering with a chronic health condition, you the, the first thing that you need to do, you don't need to see a holistic physician. You don't need to see a naturopathic doctor. You don't need to see a holistically leaning MD. You need a little bit of education, and you need to give your body the nutrients that it needs. And over the last six years, this has been my mission to make this type of information available to people. And I have a robust library of health-related webinars that are on my website that you can have access to for a daily subscription or a monthly subscription or a yearly subscription. And I really encourage people to educate themselves because if you're smart enough to pass the driver's license test, no kidding, you're smart enough to figure out what to do to get your body into the game of healing. It's really not that difficult. Well, you also offer second opinions, don't you? I do. You know, I still have, uh, I treat about 20 patients a month. I gave up my brick-and-mortar practice. I had a brick-and-mortar practice for about 25 years. I gave that up a little while ago in order to uh, kind of preach and reach a greater good, right? Because I'd rather I'd rather help 5,000 people a month through education than, you know, 50 people a month through hands-on work. And I still do hands-on work to keep myself sharp, you know, and to stay mm-hmm. current. Uh, but education really is the, the, the way that I'm moving forward here. And, and, and again, people suffer needlessly just because they don't know any better. I think it's, it's a, actually it's a tragedy. But it, I think, again, there's a lot of patients now who are becoming savvy. And maybe we need to thank the, the medical insurance industry a little bit for it because they're spending so much money <laughs> out of pocket now that they're becoming consumers and they want to be healthy because it's cost effective. No matter, you know, aside from being feeling good, you don't want to be, you know, your pocketbook just drain with a hose, right? So I'm seeing people who are really getting into how do I stay healthy and I, and I stay, you know, I'm not spending money and not getting any better. And I know, and it's crazy, right? Because, I mean, it's the only industry where you have no idea how much it's going to cost before you buy it. It's exactly. like going to a restaurant. You know, ordering a dinner and you having no idea how much it's going to cost, and then two weeks later you get a bill. And it's exactly. Nine hundred dollars for a hamburger. You got to be kidding me, right? It's tragic. And if you had gotten that hamburger from a different place, it would have been ten dollars. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so again, a lot of corruption, and that's in you know that's in place because it's a monopoly, and when it's a monopoly, anything goes, and then people just have to put up with it, right? But it's a point that's well taken that. And I talk about this in, in my second book, The Attempt to Cure with Holistic Medicine, that medical insurance premiums, you're paying 500 bucks a month, 800 bucks a month, 1200 bucks a month for medical insurance. That money does absolutely nothing to help you get healthy. Mm-mm. You're basically just rolling the dice, right, hoping that you're not going to get sick, and that never happens. And so medical insurance premiums give you access to pharmaceutical centrist medicine, the intention of which is not to cure your condition. No, it's to manage it. And, you know, I mean, thank God for medical insurance if you're in an automobile accident, right, or you mm-hmm. have a, you're, you know, shot in the leg in South Chicago or whatever. But for most, for most conditions, I think it's, it's just a waste of money. I actually totally agree with you on that one. I mean, yeah. from, from the, the, the next step, I guess, or the next question I have would be about these diets. Because yeah. people come and ask about them all the time, keto diet, vegan, vegetarianism, eating, what is it, the caveman diet. What's up with that? I mean, is, is it really based on body type? Is, it, is there healthy, do they all work? 
or should you well, there are some interesting. Yeah, yeah, it's a good question. There are some interesting theories there, and, and some of them actually have clinical traction. But I think we need to step back and look at it from a bigger perspective. So, I am of the opinion that there are 12 foods that nobody should look at, let alone eat. 12 bad foods. You can get that list for free on my website, Glidden.Healthcare, with a little webinar that explains why these foods are bad. And so, and I'll give you the list real quick. Wheat, barley, rye, and oats, fried food, oil in a, oil in a bottle, uh, meat that's cooked well done, meat that has nitrates added as a preservative, uh, the skins of baked potatoes, yams, and sweet potatoes, uh, uh, a carbonated beverage with a meal, and corn or soy products that are not organic. These foods will hurt you the longer that you eat them and you need to stop eating them immediately. So I am of the opinion, and again, that you can get that list for free at my website, Glidden.Healthcare. I don't even need your email address to, to see that one. Just get it for free. It's so important. So I'm of the opinion that if people stop eating those foods and they take the 90 essential nutrients into their bodies on a regular basis, then you can eat what, you can do whatever you want. So you can be a healthy vegan if you follow those um, parameters. You can be a healthy vegetarian. You can be a healthy lacto ovo novo from Provo if you want, right? You can be a healthy carnivore as long as you follow these guidelines. And you know, this is what we see work clinically. This is really pretty important. There was a guy from Harvard. His name was Lucian LePage. Years ago, he generated a map of life expectancy county by county in the United States. It was a fascinating map. And if you looked at the map, it was clear as uh, you know, a summer sky that people who lived below the Mason-Dixon line in the old Confederate South in the United States lived dramatically shorter lives than anybody else in the country. And it was dramatically shorter lives. Hmm. It wasn't just a couple of years. It was like 10, 15 years younger than anybody else. And the only difference, it was the same water, it was the same food, it was the same health care, it was the same hospitals, it was the same insurance, same everything. The only thing that was different was in the South, right, fried food is a religion. I mean, people eat fried food all the time. They grow up with it. And that's a that's a, you know, a remnant of slave culture when the slavers wouldn't give the, the slaves anything to eat. And so they'd have to fry whatever they could because you fry whatever, it tastes good. So that kind of got into the culture, the popular culture. But the problem is fried food is full of this nasty chemical called acrylamide, which is pro-inflammatory and carcinogenic. So, well, it's not a good idea to breathe in asbestos every day, is it? No. Well, not a good idea to eat fried food either. The more fried food you eat, the sicker you're going to get because it's going to knock you down. That's like putting diesel fuel in an unleaded engine. It's just not a good idea, and it's only a matter of time until those chickens come home to roost and something really gets bad. And there's no, you can't, just the fact that you're frying, doesn't matter what you're frying it in, huh? So if you well, so, we, yeah, that's a really great point. Uh, you really are the smartest person in class. I'm so happy <laughs> to be with you. Well, thank you. I, I like talking to intelligent people, and they're, they're few and far between these days, right? <laughs> So something is technically fried if it's cooked in a friolator in oil that's at a super high temperature. So now, interestingly enough, and most people are going to think that this is this is crazy coming out of the mouth of a naturopath, but I have good news. <laughs> you can cook anything that you want in a skillet um, as long as you put lard in it, right? Duck fat, goose fat, beef fat, pork fat, butter or clarified butter, which is also called ghee. 
So if you want to cook up a piece of fish or a piece of chicken or some veggies in a fry pan or some eggs in a fry pan or whatever, just cook them in butter or cook them in pork fat or cook them in goose fat or cook them in some type of lard. Now, I don't mean Crisco. <laughs> I don't mean Crisco, which will kill you. But, you know, animal fat and butter, really, really excellent to cook with. And, and that led to something called the French Paradox, which um, for years, According to the uh, World Health Organization, the, the French people had like first or the second longest lifespans in the world, right? And with the French, you got to be kidding me. What do they eat? They eat they eat butter and they eat cream and they eat butter and they eat cream and red wine and all kinds of meat and organ meats. What are you kidding me? They're the longest lived people in the world. Yeah, well, that's because those foods are good for you. The fried food will kill you slowly. I don't even want people to be downwind of fried food. That's how bad it is. I mean, Colonel Sanders has been dead for 30 years. He's still killing people, and that's a problem. <laughs> that sounds terrible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's crazy, man. I'll say. Uh, so I like that. So as long as you are thoughtful about what you put in your mouth, then these supposed fad diets shouldn't be, as long as you do this, with intention the right way you should be okay what about yeah fasting? and they're like the icing on the cake right so you know i think you should everybody should eliminate the 12 bad foods everybody should take the 90 essential nutrients every day or on a regular basis and then once you've done that for a couple months and you've derived the benefits from it then you know try the keto diet for a month see how you feel mm -hmm. right do something else see how you feel because again the, the proof of the pudding ultimately is, is in the eating and what about fasting intermittent fasting that seems to be a bit of a fad now and, and well, boy, there's that is a double-edged sword because hands down, guaranteed, the science has been done, and this is an academic fact, that the fewer calories you eat on a daily basis, the longer you live, period. There's all kinds of animal studies that have been done that prove that. Animals that are fed a low-calorie diet live longer with very few um, health conditions. Animals that, you know, eat as much as they want whenever they want, they live much shorter and they die of all kinds of heart disease and kidney disease and all kinds of things. So the science has been done. One of the keys to longevity is eating a limited calorie diet. However, right, we live in a polluted world. And the majority of the crap that we're exposed to in the air and the water and the food is fat soluble. So, you know, we breathe in carbon monoxide or automobile exhaust or whatever, and it gets into the body and it goes into the general circulation and the body puts it into fat to get it out of the general circulation. Mm -hmm. All right, so now you go on a fasting program or a detoxification program or a limited calorie program, and inevitably you will lose weight by burning fat. Mm -hmm. What does that do? Well, it liberates the toxins that are in the fat. Well, then what happens? Well, the toxins go into the general circulation, and they pass through the liver. Now, it's the liver's job, the wonderful liver. We love the liver. It's the liver's job to deconstruct those toxins and make them non-toxic to detoxify them. But guess what? The liver needs nutrients to do that, nutrients which are no longer in your food. So if you do any type of a detox or any type of a fast without having a nutritional foundation, you're going to hurt yourself. It's like stirring up a hornet's nest. So first, we nutrify, and then we detoxify. Then we do intermittent fasting, and then you're going to live long if you do it like that. But you got to do it the right way. I mean, you wouldn't shovel snow in your bathing suit, right? No. Yeah, you'd bundle up, right? Well, same thing. Here, you got to give your body the nutrients first, and, and then, then you can do a lot of extracurricular things like intermittent fasting, and you'll benefit from it if you do it the right way. 
Well, that's really good to know. I think I've, I think I've experienced that. I think my, my dad was, he had cancer 20 years prior, did really well, gained a little bit of weight and decided he's just not going to eat. You know, he lost weight very quickly and he got sick after that. Now I think I understand this process. You know, he must have liberated God knows what out of the fat and that wasn't a good thing. So I know we only have like a minute and a half to go, but I'm curious to know what is the nutritional supplement that you recommend to support the liver since it's so important? Uh, selenium. Selenium in the form of selenomethionine, um, 200 to 600 micrograms a day. But selenium has to be in a formula that has copper in it hmm. because selenium all by itself will suck copper right out of your body. And this is one of the things that I really learned from Dr. Wallach, and I think this is one of the reasons why the longevity family of products works so well because it's holistic medical nutrition, right? We don't just give a boatload of vitamin C like Linus Pauling did or a boatload of selenium or a boatload of calcium. We give all 90 essential nutrients in a package deal, which is a really smart thing to do. And then a little extra selenium for liver support, right? A little extra calcium for bone and joint support, whatever. Mm -hmm. When you manage it like that, you get much better, uh, more solid, more long-lasting results. But another really good treatment for um, liver health is fresh-squeezed beet juice on a regular basis, fresh-squeezed beet juice on a regular basis. But, but And I talk all about that in my second book. But be advised, if you do the 21-day beet juice program, your pee's going to turn red, your poop's going to turn red, and you're going to think you're bleeding internally. You're not. It's the beet juice. <laughs> Thanks for that heads up. So in the last minute that we have, how can people buy your books and learn about what you're doing, go to your website, and, and listen to your awesome webinars? Well, that's very kind of you to let me pitch this. So it's really one-stop shopping. My website is Glidden. My last name is Glidden, like the paint, right? No relation. Glidden.healthcare. And everything that I have um, in the marketplace is there. My, my online subscription stuff is there. My books are there. You can also get my books on Amazon. Just type in Dr. Glidden. Go to Amazon and type in Dr. Glidden. I have two books. One is called Everybody is Sick and I Know Why. And the other one is called Attempt to Cure with Holistic Medicine. And that's more like a self-help health recovery tutorial, um, kind of like a condensed version of the stuff that I have on the website. So Glidden.Healthcare, educate yourself because as God is my witness, you know, you don't know what you don't know here. And the stuff that you didn't know you didn't know is either going to hurt you or it's going to help you. And, you know, I say let it help you. I absolutely agree. And on that note, let's... Let's end the show, unfortunately. I, I'd love to have you back on so we can go into much more detail about what you do and, and, and you know, everything that's coming down the pipe. I mean, you're a wealth of knowledge, and I really feel blessed I was able to have you on the show today. I want to thank you so much for coming on. All right back at you. I appreciate you very much. And have a wonderful day. And thank you for listening to Medicine on Call. Revolutionary talk for revolutionary times. Promoting peace, liberty, and prosperity around the clock. LibertyTalk.fm.